This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Circling a little bit back to the fourth line, because this seems to be a, it's, I guess I'm not surprised because it's Patra and everything around Patra has been a talking point this year, but do you have any problem with moving, moving him to the wing? And what did, what did you think of, of his first team there? Yeah, I thought he was fine. And obviously there was the, there was a the turnover that you, you talked about earlier, but with a young player, I, I playing center at the, in the national hockey league is very difficult and I, I don't think that putting somebody on the wing if, is a bad thing because it helps you helps you acclimate just a little bit more without the without the the spotlight on you and and I still think like okay so you're not playing center but you're still in the middle you're still between the boards of an NHL game so it's it's better than than not playing at all I mean Patrice Bergeron played wing for a lot of his rookie year with Michael Nylander and Sergey Samsonov. Um, it happens. It, it happens. I, I don't have an issue with it. No, me neither. And, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, maybe the Bruins just misspoke or, or didn't, might have not even known, but early in the year, there seemed to be a, a couple times where whether it's Sweeney or Montgomery, Montgomery kind of hinted at like, well, Potras pretty much only played center. So they didn't really think wing was an option. Um, Patra said he's actually played quite a bit of wing in the past. And Montgomery uh, today on Tuesday after practice said that he had played more wing even last season than he initially realized. So again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched a whole lot of Guelph games last year. Um, So I can't tell you how many he split, you know, center versus wing, but it does seem like there's at least some experience there, which, there had previously been a narrative that like he had only ever played center. So, um, you know, he said he's pretty comfortable there. And obviously, you know, to your point, like it, it definitely eases some of the pressure and responsibilities. You're not now look, if you're the first forward back, you still have to play defense like a center, but in general, you're not as low in the defensive zone. You're not doing as much skating, covering as much area, you know, in the, the Bruins' zone defense, like the center is sort of the the cleanup in in every other everyone else's zone. Like you're the constant support moving all over. Yeah. If you're a wing, you have your one area, and like that's all that's kind of all you're responsible for. So, yeah. um, it it should take some pressure off them, and that's not a bad thing at all for a 19 year old kid going through kind of the, the dog days of an NHL season. Right. I mean, 
most 19 year olds are in their second semester of college right now, just starting. So, um, and, and what's wrong with versatility, right? I mean, Pavel Zaka has played wing and center this year. Charlie Coyle has played wing and center in his career. Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky, Jesper Boquist, like Potter, like it, if you have a natural center, there's nothing wrong with, you know, making sure that they can play the wing as well, because sometimes, sometimes it, it uh, the situation calls for it. Maybe you like, maybe you like his chemistry with somebody else and that somebody else happens to be better fit as a center. Like it doesn't, it's never a bad thing to be as versatile as possible. So um, all good for me. Um, any final thoughts, Scott? I know it's been maybe a quick episode, but um, we've kind of covered most bases so far. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, one, one thing that like we haven't really talked about, and it wasn't a huge part of, um, of Monday's game either, but the Bruins over the last month are 35% on the power play, number, number two in the NHL, and that it almost feels a little surprising because I feel like they still have some pretty sloppy power plays, but watch games around the NHL and it's like every, every team does, you know, no one, even the teams that are near the top on the power play, like none of them are really as well oiled of machine as, as you might think from afar. Like they all turn it over on entries. They, you know, what, like it just happens. Um, but yeah, I was like kind of looking at that and I was like, feels like we don't, you know, don't usually spend a ton of time on the power play. And maybe part of that is that the Bruins still don't draw a ton of penalties. That's still not, right. not a strength of theirs. But, um, you know, that was another area that kind of started the year a little bit slow and has now been clicking really well for, for a month. Do you prefer Coil in the bumper or Zaka on that top unit? Because it looks like in practice today, from what you tweeted out, they put Zaka back there. And, you know, with, with yeah. JVR in that front and Coil in the bumper, I kind of like that size. Through the screen, yeah, because I, I like, I mean, that top unit, like, it really feels like it's as most dangerous when it's running through JVR. Yes, yes, both like the true net front role, but also when he gets that puck on that right doorstep, like, you just feel like he can make something happen, whether it's taking him to the net himself or, or making the right pass, like, he's in a dangerous spot. And he knows how to make something happen from there. And I like coil in the bumper because it's, it's a right shot. So that's the one-time option for Ben Reamsdyke to just pop that right back out to someone. Um, but, you know, obviously Zach has played there as well. So I think they're still going to tweak from game, even, you know, against Winnipeg, like I think coil started the game with the first unit and then they end up switching to, to Zaka. So there's, you can mix and match and it might even depend on, you know, something like, like what, who does the other team have out there defending or how do they defend? Like is one passing lane into the bumper going to be more open than another? Like all, all those things. So I think it's fine either way, but I probably have a slight preference for coil there. Yeah, I think right now I do too. And and also he deserves it. He's not that points or everything, but he's the third leading scorer on the team and uh, a significant amount of points more than, than Zaka. I think maybe around 10 or so. So, I mean, he also deserves it on paper right now too. He's, I think he's besides uh, Martian and Pasternak, I think 
I know it's easy to say this based on the, the, the listing, but he has been their third best forward this year. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's really impressive to watch because, you know, I, I was thinking of this too. And, and I asked my guy about it and he didn't really give me like much of an answer, but thinking of it from Coyle's perspective of a guy who earlier in his career did get quite a bit of top six time in Minnesota, um, especially on the wing at times, but even as like a number two center there, but his whole time in Boston, he's been the number three center. And I was one, like, you know, for a guy now over 30, I feel like it would be easy. Like a lot of players might kind of just accept I'm a third line center. And once that you sort of mentally put yourself there, like it can almost block you from being more than that. Like if you're not still aspiring to that and Coyle obviously has put in the work and absolutely not at all limited himself. Um, And, you know, like it's easy to say, you know, yeah, someday I want that opportunity. But when you have Bergeron and Krejci in front of you, like, you know, realistically, you're the number three center. And he's continued to work towards that and now has really taken advantage of this opportunity, which is one that he didn't take advantage of you know, we've talked about two years ago when Krejci was abroad. He got that chance to start the year there and, and didn't stick. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you just, yeah, you nailed it right there. That, that was his opportunity. And I'm sure that when Krejci came back, he, he was probably like, well, that may have been it for me. Like he, like not, he probably knew maybe one of the, those guys, if not both would retire before he was no longer a Bruin himself, but I'm sure that, I'm sure that ate at him. Like he had a, he had a golden opportunity alongside uh, Taylor Hall and uh, who, who was, was it? Was it Hall and Pashanak that year? Bergeron, um, Bergeron Debreskin in Marshan? I'm trying to remember. No, I think Debreskin was lower in the lineup. It, was Craig Smith there at? Mm, oh, there you go. Maybe it was. Yeah, something. I think he, I think he might have started on line with Hall and Smith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then things like pretty quickly got changed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's been great. So so great, in fact, that like I just don't think, even if there was an opportunity to be had to bring in a a number one center, it's like well, uh, well, he is number one center as we've talked about, but like like a, an outside number one center for for a good hockey deal. It's like, I don't even, if I'm the Bruins, I like, I, I'm just looking to add a solid, like, you know, middle six, top six forward anywhere you can, preferably on the wing. Like, I, and, and just look, roll with what you have, roll with what you have. Like this team is clearly good. Um, I do think they need another, another, you know, really solid, solid middle six forward that can score. Maybe that person, you know, plays in a third line with Frederick and Geeky. Maybe they find their way in a top six role, but he's played, Coyle's played so well that I just, I think their priorities have changed. There's no need to sell, sell the farm this year at the deadline. Don't go crazy. Just 
roll with what you have and add where you can. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like Elias Lindholm, Elias Lindholm, and they're, they're different situations. I'll give you that. Like Coyle has more talent around him, but Elias Lindholm, 30 points in 46 games this year. Charlie Coyle, 38 points in in 46 games. Like Again, it, now if you want to say, you know, maybe Lindholm's an upgrade over Zaka or bumps Zaka to the wing or whatever, it still, you know, makes your team stronger overall, but in terms of, you know, the idea of, like, if, if you think the Bruins need to add a legitimate number one center still, maybe you still have questions about whether Coyle can keep this up. Like, you've got to be shooting higher than Elias Lindholm then because that's – he's not a clear upgrade over Charlie Coyle right now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, huge credit to, to Charlie Coyle. Yeah, been very fun to watch, very impressive. And obviously he seems like a um, you know, great person off the ice too and, and treats the media well from, from what you see. Just seems like a really, really, really good person. So uh, happy for him on the, on the pod here. So uh, any final takeaways, Scott? Uh, no, not really. Not from me. Um, Loco likes you know, we, grapes. What's that? Loco yeah, likes Loco grapes. does like, does like grapes. Uh, if you go to the, the Bruins Twitter, you can hear my, my hard-hitting question to, to Jacob Lauko about grapes. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, we've barely touched on the defense, but, you know, I guess worth noting, Parker Weatherspoon goes in for Kevin Shattenkirk mm-hmm. on Monday, and I think you're probably just going to see some rotation in that spot for a while. Like, none of those guys are going to sit too long. Weatherspoon certainly doesn't deserve to sit for, like, five games straight. Chad and Kirk's not going to be there. I, I would venture to guess that Forbert probably draws out for one of these two with the back-to-back, yeah. um, whether that's Wednesday or Thursday night, having just returned from an injury. But, you know, you're going to see guys in and out. And, again, I, I think Grizzlick's been playing better recently, but, like, it wouldn't shock me if he's the one who rotates out at some point either. So um, they, they have seven defensemen they like and really probably even eight with Mason Laura down in Providence. So. Definitely ate with him down in Providence. Yeah, so some guys are going to be in and out for a while. Yeah, and and like the combination of many things, right? Injury, Shattenkirk being um, a, a veteran that you know wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to have a couple of uh, nights off here and there. Uh, Forbert's rusty, uh, Watherspoon still earning his stripes, Grizzly still working his way back to form, Lori being down. Like, there's so many reasons why you'll just naturally see. I'd be surprised if you go more than two games seeing the same same sixty on the ice of the Bruins the rest of the way. Personally, yeah, and and we we didn't uh, we didn't touch on our last episode because we had actually recorded before this game happened. But the the first game, Beecher and Lori went down to Providence. Uh, they both score in a two one win. Beecher scores in regulation. Lori scores the overtime winners. So you know, talk about seeing two guys respond the, the way you would hope and not, you know, getting down on themselves and going down there and taking, you know, five games to kind of get things going. Exactly. You know, yeah, that's, that's exactly how you want to see them respond. And, and yeah, I mean, Laura, just seemed like, he seemed like you as a player who should be the league ahead of where he is on that overtime goal. Um, as for Beecher, I mean, Beecher, he's going to have to work his way back into the lineup. I'm sure again, injuries happen. So there'll probably be a natural call for him at some point, but, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Montgomery likes the fourth line that, or you know, the quote unquote fourth line that the Bruins are icing right now, and I, I do too. I think it's a I think it's a good look. So um, this Bruins lineup right now offers again they don't have that elite number one center that can that produces at elite level, but they have they have four lines that can that can score anytime they're on the ice. And and to your point, Scott, we couldn't say that. Um, weeks ago when their fourth line was Beecher, Loco, and Steen. It was offensively anemic. And um, so right now everything's going in a great direction for the Bruins. So, yeah. Um, all right. So I think that probably wraps up this episode. Um, we'll we'll be back uh, with a Friday episode. Um, yeah, and, and Brid- Bridger will be back. Yep. yep. Um, Bean pot tonight. Yeah, we're 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 recording before uh, the women's bean pot final, but I'm confident saying congrats to Bridget on a great call of the game. Congrats <laughs> to BU on winning the bean pot. Um, and if, if for some reason either of those things aren't true, I, I don't want to hear. Yeah, exactly. We'll scrub this from the. Yeah. We'll scrub the second part of that, um, <laughs> regardless. Um, but yeah, so that's great. So then we have uh, yeah. So the Bruins and the Hurricanes are on uh, Wednesday. Do they play Thursday, Scott? No? Yeah, Thursday at Ottawa. Okay, so we'll have two games to react to on Friday. And then I think there's a Saturday matinee game. but So we'll, re- we'll, we'll be able to react to Carolina and Ottawa before our next uh, record, during our next yeah. recording. So, all right, thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you very soon.